Jay Ellis from the Nick of Time show here giving you that Nick's talk just in the Nick of Time. Sorry for the computer problems, guys, but we're here to talk about a Nick's win because the Knicks go into Cleveland. Who hell cares about Cleveland anyway? And beat the Cavs. All right. Destroy the Cavs. Not really. 101 to 97 gunshots for these Knicks. Jalen Brunson is him. The only dropping six points in the first quarter gives you 27 points, two rebounds, two steals, shooting 46% from the field. Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle, Russ, what Russ comes back. First game back after a long after a long layoff gives you 19 points and 10 rebounds. Julius Randle, Josh Hart, my man off the bench, showed up, gave you hustle point after hustle point. 17 points and 10 rebounds, five of those being offensive gunshots for Josh Hart, the bench. We've been talking about the bench all season long, and it step outscores the Cavs bench 37 to 14. Edge of points over turnovers 26 to 10. Knicks and the Knicks cook the Cavs. I don't know, man. I'm getting high. Should we bring up the boom, the boom fellas? Maybe we should bring the boom out early. Maybe I'm gonna get a little ahead of myself. But the Knicks are looking really good. And the Cavs are looking like in trouble, man. They're looking like they're in trouble. It's just looking like this is not your last year's Knicks. This is definitely not your last year's Knicks. We have Julius Randle. We have Jalen Brunson. We have a team who really didn't play well. We still ended up gutting out a win, and we're going to talk about it all. Before we talk about it, shout out to Fubu TV. If you want to watch the Knicks for free for seven days, all you got to do is go to FUBUTV.com slash KOT. That is FUBUTV.com slash KOT. OT. Now I'm going to introduce you to my guys. First and foremost, it is the man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the stats. Ryan G's in the building. Game one win for the Knicks. Set the tone for the whole series. Let's go. We outside. We outside. <laughs> and also, my man, Vlad Assassin, is the ESPN contributor, posting toasting contributor, Despot contributor, Lee Escobedo. What's going on, Lee? Let's go. I got to say, man, I'm really thrilled to be watching this first playoff win of this series with my guys, Ryan G and Jay Ellis. It's a complete joy to be able to hop on this podcast and talk to my Nits family about game one win, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Gunshots are out today, man. The gunshots are out today. Listen, technical difficulties galore today. I really did not want to give this to Fritz because I wanted y'all because everybody's like, hey, Alice, I came here just for the gunshot. We won. First game in the playoffs. They hear a hella high water. I was getting this thing on so we have gunshots for the first game of the playoffs, all right? Because we deserved it. And, bang, guys, this is... This is one of those games where 
it's it's, it's kind of like I knew the Cavs were in trouble in the first quarter when it was like 21 and 19. Brunson had two fouls. He only played six minutes. I, he was playing terribly. Terribly. That was my other hand. That was my X Factor. He was horrible. He was playing terrible. Everybody else is playing terrible. I looked up. Hartenstein was in the game. IQ was in the game. <laughs> Our bench was in the game. And we we're up two. And they still had Garland and, and, and Donovan Mitchell still in the game at that point, up to with our bench. Why we're playing horrible. When when I saw that, I was like, oh, they in trouble. <laughs> the Cavs are in trouble because there's going to become a point where they're going to have to take out Donovan and Garland and we're going to step on their necks. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened? I, I want to get y'all thoughts on the game, man, before I get into it. But Lee, what did you think of the game? I felt vindicated in a lot of ways for a lot of hot takes that I've had or takes that have been considered hot going to this playoff series. I told y'all I wasn't scared of his team whatsoever. They are a team that overly relies on their backcourt for offense and their frontcourt for defense. And without those four, four players playing their full capabilities – the Knicks dominate. They dominate in every single statistical category and metric. I also said the Knicks beat the Cavs in every matchup but shooting guard. That's abs- That has been proven absolutely correct. Brunson over Garland, RJ over Okoro, Randall over Mobley, uh, Mitchell Robinson over Jared Allen, the Knicks bench o- over the Cavs bench, and Tom Thibodeau. My man, I owe you an apology. I hate on you hard the first couple of months of the season, and I was wrong. You have evolved. You've changed a lot of the things that made you want me to fire your ass and kick you out of MSG. You've turned this season around, and tonight you coached a perfect game. It was a masterclass in timeouts. Yeah. I'm unbelievably proud of Tom Thibodeau as our head coach. I thought he did a hell of a job at every single moment that they made a run, calling timeout, having them regroup in the back of our court and either sustain or expand on the lead. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And we lost Ryan G after all of that. <laughs> so I, I guess he had to run outside. He's out here. Ryan G, Ryan G's <laughs> back outside. Somebody was like, yeah, let's get a get a Mac. It'll help you. I'm like, Ryan G has a Mac, sir. I don't know. If that's, <laughs> I don't know. If that's necessarily the answer. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. But yeah, we 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 outmatched them in a lot of matchups. One matchup that I was really looking at was the OB, the OB minutes. The OB minutes to me were extremely telling, right? Because Julius Randle first game back didn't look didn't look rusty at all in the first half. Nope. Obviously winded. Obviously winded, right? Yes, we're taking calls for it. Obviously, winded comes out in that seven-minute mark. OB comes in, doesn't score. But I'm looking to see how his defense is. Is he a liability? And it's like, no, he's not a liability. He's, he's holding his own. Team defense was good. I'm like, all right, we're cool. OB minutes in the first half, we're good. Second half comes, he, he, he blows like one defensive assignment. 
But there's a moment in the game in the third quarter when Randall comes out and OB comes in, and the Knicks just put on the gas. OB goes into fast break mode, gets an easy bucket. Right after that, hits a three. And I'm just like, okay, we off to the races. Those OB minutes that I was worried about actually end up being positive minutes. And it, it really bowled out well for us. And there's a lot of, there's a more impactful players that we want to talk about. But I just wanted to add that to just to build off of what Lee said about the different matchups in, in, in this game. Jay Ellis, I got something to say. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me say something, man. There were about three or four things he did in this game that I thought, as an as a, as a as a Knicks coach, were some of the best coaching moves I've ever seen in my fandom. The first one was when he brought in the bench earlier than he usually did, throwing JB Bickerstaff off with probably how he was game planning, expecting how to manage his team's minutes. He had to adjust on the fly because yeah. he brought in the, the bench guys about two to three minutes earlier than he usually did. And that kept the leads of Brunson and Randall fresher mm-hmm. for that second half, especially in the fourth quarter. It, it also helped that Jalen Brunson was in foul trouble, so he kind of had to, but he right. wasn't scared to evolve on the fly. And that's what we've been betting of Tibbs this whole time. Second, I knew J.B. Bickerstaff was crapping his pants when Ricky Rubio's dead corpse – was dusted out of a coffin and thrown on the floor. I was like barbecue chicken. And sure <laughs> enough, Jalen Brunson took his broken bag of bones, bro. Uh, the fact that he had the desperation to play Ricky Rubio and then Ricky Rubio disappeared. He was put back in a coffin, put back in the <laughs> hole, and the dirt was put right over the, 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 it, the hole. It was embarrassing. Embarrassing. And then the third best move was how he wasn't afraid to bench the guys that got him there that start in R.J. Barrett and Mitchell Robinson in the fourth quarter. Bench them in blue of Josh Hart and Isaiah Hartenstein to finish a first game of the playoffs in a way was incredible. That was so untibs. I was so proud of my man, which is why I did him his flowers and do a verbal apology because, man, I'm not too proud to apologize. I'm sorry, Tibbs, for dragging your good name through the mud. You are showing me in the playoffs you can't adjust you can't evolve. I know it's only one game, but he showed a lot in one game and the first game of a very good series. Yeah. And listen, my argument, my argument half of the way through the season was he is changing. It's incremental, but you know, you don't change by big leaps. Like when you're trying to change behavior, it's like the steps. So you got to look out for the, the, the small steps of change. It was happening. It wasn't always resulting in wins throughout the season. But he started uh, playing young guys for longer stretches, playing the rhythm of the game more. He started doing certain things. Like today, even, the way he was blitzing Donovan Mitchell at three-point line and Darius Garland, mind you, preventing him from just not – like we, we didn't really – remember we, we were arguing about drop coverage all year. We didn't really see <laughs> – a lot of drop coverage with Donovan Mitchell today. As soon as he got the ball, blitz. And a lot of that caused turnovers. It, it kept them really off balance and it forced 
It forced other guys to step up and shoot threes. It forced Okoro to bad shots. It, it, it forced other guys who were nervous to take shots to take it. And shout out to Randall, who, to me, notoriously was pretty bad guarding those type of plays, especially moving to the playoffs versus the, the Atlanta Hawks. I continuously remember going, why is Randall dropping? He's being cooked every time. Didn't do it this season, this, this game, and he really... He really was very active in his first game back. Shout out to Drew exactly. Even though he made some bonehead mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll take the bonehead mistakes on defense for, for being a little aggressive over, you know, nonchalant. So uh, kudos to Julius Randle. Welcome yep. back, Ryan G. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I think I'm going to start probably going back to my work computer when it comes to <laughs> Zooms because I don't know, my Mac's been failing me as of late. But um. Yeah, the Knicks played an excellent game today. First and foremost, I do want to give props to Coach Thibodeau because he coached one hell of a game today. Mm. I liked his minute distribution amongst the players. Like, to me, it, it seemed like his coaching substitution was like Calipari-esque because what Calipari does is when he plays, when, when he coaches like Kentucky, what he'll do is like, because he's a guy, he's a coach where he wants to maintain defensive pressure throughout the game, which Thibs is a similar coach. So what Calipari would do is he would play guys like five, six minute stints, take them out, then put in the bench guys to play them for five, six minute stints. Yep. And, uh, and Thibodeau's doing a similar thing today as well so that the Knicks can commit. So the Knicks can maintain that defensive, that defensive intensity throughout the game, because, you know, when guys play defense, they get tired. So Thibs did a good job rotating guys in and out of the game so they can maintain that defensive pressure throughout the game. But, but also, um, Josh Hart played one hell of a game. Like, I thought he was probably the MVP today. 17 points, 10 rebounds, crashed the offensive boards like crazy, played good defense on Donovan Mitchell. Definitely got to give Josh Hart his props. Of course, Jalen Brunson coming through in the clutch as well. Yeah. Um, when it's when they switched Osmond on him, it kind of it kind of froze him a little bit. And that allowed Cleveland to get back into the game. But eventually Brunson was able to size him up and hit two big yeah. shots towards the end of the game. And um and yeah, it's a game where I think what IQ, RJ, and Grimes shot a combined three of 21 from the field, and Knicks were still able to win this game just based off of Brunson coming through in the clutch and Randall being hot early in the game. So, mm. if the, it, I mean, the fact that those guys were cold and the Knicks still won this game, that's trouble for the Cavaliers because if, if just one of those guys plays a good game, it's going to be barbecue chicken this series. And, Listen, yo, I've, okay. Lee, you the king of hot takes. I've had a hot take cooking in my head for about two weeks, three weeks. Let's go. I've been scared to say it out loud. <laughs> I've been scared to say it out loud. Let but Jesus take been, the wheel, brother. Huh? Let Jesus take the wheel. Drop that hot take. I'm still scared to say it. I feel like by the time I say it, it might not be a hot take anymore, though. And then I'm like, damn. <laughs> Got to hear it, You're man. Scared to say it. But it's a safe space. It's a safe space. All right. You know, you know how when you when people talk about Knicks versus Cavs, and they go, "Yo, well, you know, I expect the Cavs to win because they, the Donovan Mitchell, you know, he he's the best player in the series." Every time somebody says that in my mind, I go, 
I'm not exactly sure if that's true this year. Like, I know he has better numbers, and I know he's more explosive, and I know he's more athletic. But when it comes to winning time, crunch time, ISO stats, slowing the game down and playing different speeds, to me, I I'm when I look at Brunson's game versus Mitchell's game, even Mitchell's game is more explosive. I trust Brunson over Mitchell because look at today, for example. We were able to trap Brunson, trap Mitchell, get the ball out of his hand, swing, swing, swing. Somebody has to beat us. And for I feel like for Donovan Mitchell to be effective, he has to play fast. He has to hit fast. He has to shoot the three. He has to go downhill, beat people to speed. I feel like Brunson's game is that type of game that is a old man long-term game, but is a game that's more suited for, for winning and slowing down and picking you apart. I feel like, listen, we already seen Jalen Brunson destroyed my Donovan Mitchell last season in the playoffs. If it happens again this season, that conversation might have to change in a year or maybe even this season. I might be early on it right now. I'm with you, Jay. But especially when you come, especially when you compare clutch numbers, clutch numbers when it's game time. Jalen Brunson, fourth in clutch numbers in the NBA. I I, I feel like Jalen Brunson had, might have the edge on Donovan Mitchell. No, I do feel like, let me say it in my chest, I feel like Jalen Brunson has the edge over Donovan Mitchell one-on-one. It's just that Donovan Mitchell is more explosive. Mm-hmm. And he's more eye-catching. But mm-hmm. when it comes down to slowing down the game, Jalen Brunson is more effective. Yep. I said it. I think he's a better player. Yeah, and I'll say this because the reason why the people, the, the reason why a lot of analysts pick the Cavaliers over the Knicks is only because Donovan Mitchell is the best player. But I think that's a flawed argument because there's been many instances where a team in the playoffs has the best player, but they lose in that series. I mean, you can you can like take it back to, you know, just one example: Pistons and Lakers in the finals. Lakers by far had the best player in Kobe Bryant, but yet. The Pistons were able to overcome that. What about the recent years where LeBron and the Cavaliers faced the Warriors in the finals? LeBron was the undisputed best player in the NBA, but the Warriors were still able to beat him, uh, uh, except for that one time when the Cavaliers were able to overcome them for that one title. You could argue that Draymond Green being suspended was the reason why the Cavaliers were able to come back in that series. So I think people, I think that's always the easy, easy argument to make. You know, okay, this team has the best player in the series, so therefore they should win the series. But all the time, I don't think it depends on the best player. It depends on the best team. Because sometimes if you have the better team, you're able to overcome the best player, especially, you know, in series. So I think when people say that's a flawed argument, it's it's the easy argument to to make when when you don't analyze both teams going up against each other. And that reminds me of a take I made earlier that all three of us agreed on, two of them. Jalen Brunson's the best free agent sign since Allen Houston, and I think he'll end up being better. And Josh Hart was the second best pickup of a deadline after Kevin Durant. 
That's straight facts. We don't win this game without Josh Hart. Josh Hart on offense, on defense, offensive rebounding, steals, unbelievable clutch shots, that clutch three that he hit on on, on uh, Seti Osman. That did that kept the momentum in the Nets in the Nets' favor. I mean, those are two incredible pickups. Really, Leon Rose had a, deserves executive of the year for those two and Isaiah Hartenstein, who's probably the fourth best player in tonight's game. This was a hell of a, of a, of a season for us in the front office and establishing additional players to add on to the core men. And we got assets for this summer, bro. The future is bright, unbelievably bright for the Knicks. Yeah. We, we talked about X factors last game and I feel like Josh Hart was like eighth on the list in the X factors talk, but maybe he should have been a little bit higher. Um, I was worried about, I, I, I was worried about when the game is on the line, if we take the ball out of Jalen Brunson's hands, what's going to happen? Josh Hart happened. Yep. <laughs> Josh Hart happened. Cause that, cause that was my, if you heard, if you, for the last month of the season, I'm like, guys, this person is worrying me. I'm not sure if they can do it. You know, RJ Barrett's worrying me. I'm not sure about his decision making. RJ Barrett was was horrible in the second half. Julius Randle's turnovers and stuff, it kind of worried me. Julius Randle had a lot of turnovers in the third quarter. Um, so when when they swung the ball to Josh Hart, and I was like, and he makes it three or he goes through the hole and and makes a layup, I was like, holy. Holy cow! This is <laughs> I was I was excited, man. He that one play, that one three we made was one of the biggest shots of the game, and that's saying a lot considering that Jalen Brunson hit like four or five big shots in a row. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Josh Hart, seventeen points, ten rebounds, one steal, two assists, plus five on nine. Yeah, man. It's pretty well, baby. Yeah, yeah. Now, we signed that boy. That boy ain't going nowhere. Nope. <laughs> Lock him up. Fast. Lock him up. Lock Boss him up. bad. Fritz says, are, are we taking calls? If you want to call, then you can. 319-527-6241. 319-527-6241 if you want to call. Then. Shout out to everybody in the chat. Shout out to uh, I'm Zen. Shout out to Once a Nick, Always a Nick. Shout out to all oh, my people. Okay, Terry in the chat. I see my real fake cousin, Winston Ellis. Everybody else is rocking with the KOT show, man. Big win, man. I, I love this. I want to be more hyped if I didn't have computer problems because I was super hyped trying to set up on this. <laughs> Jay Ellis, I got a question for you, brother. Let's go. Now, the, the, the blessing's all mine to be asked as a co host on this show. But am I a good luck charm for the next baby? You brought me on the show and look what's going on, baby. 47 <laughs> minutes in one game. One, let's go. Lean the rapid foot on the shooting. <laughs> my haters might hate my tates. They might hate my hair. They might hate my face. But, bro, you can't deny, it, baby. My tates are on fire this year. Let's go. <laughs> oh, man. 50 burger. 47, kind of close, kind of close. Very close. Pretty close. damn close. Yeah, Tim's yeah, best yeah, year as a head coach of the Knicks. You can't That's the one I fight you on the most, Lee. That's the one I fight you on the most because you wavered a lot during the season. But I give you credit on your other things. 
You did say the beginning. I would give you more credit for that take if you stayed with it the whole year and then try to bail in December. But the you know, reason, I, I, I give I give you half credit. I give you- <laughs> the, the reason I wanted him fired is huh? he wasn't living up to, the reason I wanted him fired. He wasn't living up to my expectations of him. He I wanted him to evolve. Like I saw Randall evolve. Like Brunson was evolving. He wasn't evolving. But there came a time in late December and early January where he did. And after the All-Star break, he didn't, he didn't stop. He kept on going and making great changes. We finally started closing out games, winning close games. He started keeping the lineups in there that got us a lead instead of putting the starters back in like clockwork. He mm-hmm. did a lot of things that, to me, changed my opinion on him. And now he's living up to the standards that I thought he would do in year three. I mean, you, you, go ahead, Ryan. No, I have an interesting question because – all right, so say, for example, the Knicks – Fly, fly past the Cavaliers and say it's, it's a pipe dream right now, but say, for example, the Knicks fly by the Cavaliers, they get, they get by the Bucks, they make it to the Eastern Conference Finals and further. Are y'all sticking with Thibs as a coach? Hell or, yes. Or, 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 or is it still move on from Thibs if Thibs gets the Knicks that Hell yes. Thibs all day. Thibs <laughs> jersey. Let's go. Tim's tattoo. Let's go. Extension. What you talking about? Let's go. He's gonna be in a wheelchair. He's gonna be. He's gonna be like put in quickly. I don't care what he do. He gonna stay our coach. I don't care if he can't walk. He better. He better coach on Zoom. Shoot. Yep. Back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! Is there anything? The only the only slight criticism I had of Tibbs, and he coached a brilliant game, like you said, more grind time, more grind time, mm. more grind time. Brian sat for a long time, and RJ was one thing we talked about was, you know what? We're not worried about RJ stinking so much because we have a lot of options to switch him out if he starts to stink. RJ was for a long stretch in the second half. He kept yes. sticking with him and sticking with him. Um, I wish he would have went to Grimes a little bit earlier. My That's my only critique, but um, everything else was great. Everything else was great. Um, so, I, I mean, I asked you guys a question. So, um, what would you like to see from game one to game two if there's any changes? Because I know there, there's certain players who didn't really perform well that I was hoping would. But um, is there anything from game one to game two that you want to see different? Oh, we have three callers. Hold on. Hold that thought. Let me get to these three callers. All right. But y'all can parlor that while we're talking about that. All right. Who's the first caller? We can get to the callers. Who's first caller? First Patchman. First caller up, whoever you are. Let, let us know your name, where you're from, what you want to talk about. Oh, wait. Hold on. Did I sign in? Hold on. No, I didn't sign in. You know what? Give me one second. My guy, guys. I got I got you, Fritz. I got you. I'm signing in right now. I will say that it's a legendary moment. We got both into the Nitzverse and Terry and Terry in the chat. Yo, let's give it for two. Oh, we got into the Knicks for, okay, hold on. First of all, even though you're watching this show live right now, 
I need y'all to go back and watch the show with Into the Knicks verse with NYK Terry with Danny B because it was a really 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 good show. So please go back and watch it that show. Um, also both of those guys really really got good guys. Subscribe to both channels. Subscribe to both, yep. especially and Terry and Trey. They're starting back up right now. So they need some support over there. People, you know, so go support that channel for sure. There's a a period where where Terry and and George had a really great back and forth toward the end of the show. They were just vibing, man. They they were on on that conversation. I was just sitting back and smiling. I was like, it's great to have these two intelligent intellectual brothers on the show talking nits, man. It's a blessing. It was really, it was really good. It was really, really, really great show. but yo, first caller up, let us know what your name is, where you from. Hi, uh, this is Isaiah, aka Gamers Channel. From Gamers Channel. What's going on? What's up, guys? My guy. What's going on? Yo, it's good to finally be able to call in after after a great season. 47 wins lead. We're very close. I was right there with you from the beginning. I just didn't say it. But anyway, yo, I'm so happy for this team right now. Yes. You know. All these years of, of of having teams that were just inconsistent or you thought they may have been good but just wasn't, you know, we finally have a team that knows his role. Like, you know, you know, uh, Tibbs has, has his team very well prepared. You know, I felt like the whole game, I didn't feel like the Knicks were in danger at all. Even when the Cavs took that one-point lead, all I was saying was get the ball and Brunson's hand. Yeah. That's all I was saying. Like, get the ball and Brunson's hand. And let me tell you, um, you guys already said it, but we won the game with IQ not even having a good game. Jeez. I expect him to have a good game in game two. Me too. I expect Grimes to have a good game in game two. And even if Randall doesn't play well, I expect the Knicks to win game two. And I'll tell you right now, if the Cavs don't beat us in game two, you know, it's going to be a sweep. It's going to be a sweep. <laughs> I get Cleveland. I get Cleveland. Yo. <laughs> I give Cleveland one, maybe two games in this series, even before I saw this game. And like you guys said earlier, Tibbs, you know, Tibbs, um, I got to tell you, like, you know, I don't think we've had a chance to see adjustments because we haven't been in the playoffs. Maybe maybe now we're going to see some of the more adjustments that he was holding back, you know. So, anyway, um, I want to give also a shout-out to, uh, uh, you know, to our centers. He was a monster tonight on the board. They could not touch him. Yeah. Um, Allen, uh, you know, uh, Allen, uh, who, else, who else was it? Mobley, none of them. They were all scared. It was like it was like a man among boys, guys. And so, anyway, it was a total team effort. RJ, let me tell you about RJ. Okay. I don't think RJ had that bad of a game, actually. He didn't win us the game. He didn't lose us the game. If he plays like this, I could take it. He had one good three-pointer. I thought his defense was solid, and so if we can get this RJ for the series, at least this RJ maybe play a little bit better, then I think we're good. And I expect him to have at least a good game or two that's going to win us the game. Uh, you know, um, you know, I expect him to have a good game in this series, at least one good game. So I'm not trying to get too high in him too low. But anyway, guys, I love this show. I appreciate you letting me call. And, uh, yeah, I'll be calling in soon, all right? All right. What's your name again? It's uh, Isaiah, a.k.a. Uh, yeah, well, it's Isaiah, you know. Isaiah. I, Gamers I, I, Channel. I, I told yeah. you, Isaiah. Thanks for calling, bro. 
Yeah, that's Gamer's All right. channel. All right, cool. All right. Yeah. You know what I will say by RJ? First half, even though it wasn't scoring, I really love the defense. I really love the passing. Yeah. That three that he hit was a big three. But a lot of that second half, I want to throw in the trash. <laughs> like a lot, a lot yeah, Especially the fourth quarter. Especially the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter minutes were pretty bad. But I, I hear you. I don't know if you guys have anything to add to. No, I think I think Isaiah made good points. Like, you know, RJ Barrett, like, if you ask if you ask about his overall game, besides the bad shooting, he he really did not play terrible per se. Like in the first half, he played way better. Oh, yeah. You know, he passed the ball well. He had four steals. And I think I think out of those four steals, I think three of those steals actually led to points. And mm-hmm. and he played good defense. So, you know, if I don't the only thing with RJ Barrett is. He needs to shoot better than two or twelve from the field. He has to definitely, you know, knock in his shots more. But besides that, he didn't play a terrible game. He just played a terrible fourth quarter, and that was, and that's what pretty much ruined the game for him from an overall perspective. Yeah, yeah, for real. The Cavs are pretty much treating him like Alcoro in the first half. You know, like we were treating Alcoro. I mean, because we were doubling down on Donovan Mitchell, daring Alcoro to shoot open threes in the corner. And they were kind of doing the same thing with RJ, daring him to shoot. And it it, it, it kind of helped them out. So we going to need shooters. I do feel like at some point in the season, Grimes and IQ, I mean, this playoffs, Grimes and IQ is going to end up hitting shots as well. Um, so I I think the next game too, I feel, I feel like we might be more settled, hopefully. I think so. I'll get to IQ in a minute before I do. My man, tell him it's on the line. All right? Let's go. Let's go. Uh, go ahead, tell him. Let him know, man. What's going on, bro? Testing. 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 Yeah, yeah. Hey, how you doing tonight, Ellis? Hey, how you doing tonight, my man with the stats and the facts, Ryan G. Hey, how you doing tonight? Troops telling me, shout out to everybody enjoying a playoff version of the KOT show, baby. Yeah. So, boom, first things first, yeah. let me get some gunshots for absolutely no reason. Yeah, yeah, Second of all, boom, I want to point out a few things that Mr. AP while watching the game. So, boom, let me tell y'all when I knew. Ohio was in trouble. So, boom. I believe this was the first quarter. Boom. Julius Randle gets in a tussle with Jared Allen. He bodies Jared Allen because Jared Allen is soft. Donovan Mitchell runs up on Julius Randle, tries to bump up on him, right? And what did Julius Randle do? The whole season, we don't see, not even the whole season, his entire tenure with the Knicks. What have have we seen in Julius Randle? Hot head. He gets technical fouls. He doesn't control his emotions. When Mitchell tried to hit sack Randall, and Randall walked off, didn't look, didn't talk trash, had his hands up, I knew we had them. Yeah. I knew it was yeah. over. <laughs> I knew it was over. That was the point. Because Julius Randall kept calm. How how could he keep calm now when the pressure's on? But during the season, when there's less pressure, he, he can't control himself. That's when I knew he's been meditating. He's been taking his time and understanding when he comes back, he needs to be a different version of himself in the playoffs. And that was the moment. 
when he didn't wild out and cut, even during the game when he got in referee faces, he wasn't cussing crazy. He was keeping it cordial. Yeah. And I, I, that's when I knew Julius Randle's mind is where it needs to be. Right now, we are a very dangerous team. We can see anybody because of where Julius Randle's mindset is. That's the first X factor. Number two, and JL has already addressed it, but I got to address it my way. Do it. So the two tell elite. The rotations of players, minute distribution. I got a goddamn screenshot for y'all. Third quarter, seven minutes and 33 seconds OB, after Randall gets the turnover. He gets a foul. Who fouls? That's not four. That's not five. Coach did sub Randall out with seven minutes and 33 seconds. Anybody else who's a Knicks fan, they wouldn't care. Huge. Us Knicks fans, my heart skipped. My heartbeat skipped. I said, what was that? Why did he just do that? Is something wrong with Randall's ankle? Hold on. Then I started to see the Knicks cook. I believe Obi got all nine of his points in that third quarter. This does yeah. not mean he just ran the ball. Yeah. What this means is, instead of taking one of our top two players, playing him 10 to 12 minutes in the first quarter, playing him 10 to 12 minutes in the third quarter, tiring him out so that he's tired, um, um, exhausted in the fourth quarter and being inefficient, now when you bench him at 7.33 in the third quarter, and you bring him in back 33 seconds left in the third quarter, and he plays the whole fourth quarter. He plays the whole fourth quarter now with what? With energy. And what did he do at the end of the game when Jalen Brunson missed uh, some type of shot? Got he got the offensive rebound. Why? Because he has energy. <laughs> because the coach let him rest to the third. Yeah!
Oh, the street man. sweepers are out, baby. The street oh, sweepers are out early in Ohio, all right? Oh, the street sweepers are out oh. early in Ohio. Alternate side parking is in effect, all right? Cleveland fans, get out the street, go home. Yeah. We're sleeping up. <laughs> Let me <I> know. <sighs> that was cold of the year. I'm out of the hole. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that's definitely like top three all time. <laughs> the only person who can follow that up is Stanley. <laughs> oh man. And I think we got Stanley on the line. Stanley. I know you next, bro. What you got to say, man? Oh, oh, you know, I'm just sitting here nice and calm. Do you see what happens, Jay? Do you see what happens when you move to Jersey? And you're late getting on the air, and people get constipated and drink too much damn caffeine before they get on the show. My God, what, what, what was that? I mean, I, I, was it caffeine? Was it speed? I have no idea. Was he riding a bicycle, a stationary bike while he was doing that? Sweat was coming off the man's brow. Hair was growing out of the man's ears, and his teeth were flying out and hitting his cell phone. My goodness, that was that was that was actually quite a decent call, actually. Yeah, I really got nothing after that except to say, uh, in all seriousness, getting back with RJ Tibbs, this uh, Tibbs has got to get him started early on uh, this next game by running some plays for him. Because looking at RJ's body language throughout the game, you could see that it, it, it was getting to him. Mm-hmm. The two for twelve that was getting to him. So that's that's all I got to say. Um, and I'm gonna go flush the toilet, and I'm gonna go get some some ice cream. And, oh. and that and then you guys talk amongst yourselves. I mean that's 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 it. All right. All right. Okay, oh. Sam. All right. Take care. God. Right. Best basketball calls ever. Dan comes in with the hard-hitting points. All right. Oh, he gives wow. you the A to Z stats on coffee and constipation. All right. Oh, Where else but here? Where else but oh, here? No other shows oh. calling in talking about constipation. All right. Please, please, Nick's. Go oh, to the finals, beat so we can have a whole playoffs of these calls, please. Oh man, please. someone got made this episode for an Emmy. This is some, some Emmy oh, shit right here. So. <laughs> I want to say something about Manny quickly, but I don't even know if I want to talk about Manny. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Emmanuel quickly. I ask you guys. What would you like to see different in game two? Um, Emmanuel quickly to me was probably the most flustered out of everybody I've seen play today, which surprised me a little bit. Um, There was times where he passed up shots where I thought he could take. (laughs) These comments are crazy. And there was times where I felt like he rushed. Um, so it's, it's just one of those games. 
<laughs> it's Pops, yo. Y'all give it up for Pops in the chat. Oh, man. He brought out the broom. He brought out the broom. <laughs> oh, man. Man, this is great. Great win. Oh, man. Pop says sweet. sweet. He's got the broom. I think he went and bought that broom from CBS. Oh, man. Oh. The big Who cares three. what I was saying? I don't know. Big three. <laughs> Hart. Hart. Not our day. Hart. Bye. Gentleman sweep. Next year, they'll start. Gentleman sweep. Suit and tie sweep. Got you. All right. Bye. I hear you. <laughs> this, this was not planned. Anyway, let's go. You know talking about IQ. He's like, I'm getting on camera. <laughs> <laughs> my, my dad heard IQ and he had him in here. He's like, <laughs> if you, if you, if you okay, if I, that's an inside joke for KOT watchers. Right. <laughs> if, if, if you've been watching KOT for a while, you know Lee's dad was not a, a huge IQ fan. My dad's like going off on IQ right now. Then he can, IQ converted him to a fan a little bit later. Uh, <laughs> but I'm not sure if he's still a fan today. Because, yeah. <laughs> He'll be back. He'll be back in IQ track. <laughs> oh, man. My dad had to make an appearance. Oh, man. Right. As you can see, I'm at my pops' house right now watching the game. Gotcha, gotcha. My bad, fellas. This is cool. <laughs> nah, man, it's, it's it's great. It's a great TV, great show, man. Good vibes. Good vibes. This is this All is right. an Emmy episode right here, man. Yeah, for real. <laughs> the, the one thing I want to say about IQ is the the picking up the dribble a little bit too early is the one thing I think he needs to. He needs to find that um that balance between pick up his dribble and over dribbling because I feel like because if you watch Brunson, they'll send a trap at Brunson, and Brunson will do like a little bit of like a retreat dribble, and then stay for a second, and then wait for the trap to dissipate, and he'll attack as the guy is going back to his man, and it kind of causes confusion. Uh, uh, IQ United kind of needs to do the same thing. He needs to learn, like, when you trap, not to panic and kind of just keep your dribble, maybe back up a little bit, wait for the man to recover, and then attack as the man recover. Because then now you have the advantage. Because now the man is trying to look at you and look for the 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 man he helped over. If I had any advice for IQ, uh, that would be the advice I have. All right. Fair. Yeah. Um, he was definitely hesitant tonight in his actions you know he he definitely I think I think IQ was probably in his head a bit too much today I don't know if it was because you know it's the playoffs and or whatever the case may be but it did seem like he was kind of in his head a bit today instead of like just like flowing with it like he was a bit hesitant in his moves yes but yeah like you know if he can just keep his dribble more and and try to read what the defense is doing like it'll help him a lot for the game too I think I, I do think IQ is going to bounce back. I, I mean, I would, I, I might even put down some some money on Vegas that he's over ten or twelve points in, in the next game. I think he probably has a, a eighteen or twenty point game because he's just type of kid. He's got a lot of heart. He'll bounce back. But if either Grimes or RJ is not on their game in game two, I, I would like to see some Deuce McBride. 
if there's one thing I want Tibbs to do a little bit differently is not to be afraid to unleash Deuce. Because Deuce, usually, the issue with him is he's undersized. But in this particular series, both Garland and Donovan are 6-1. I actually think that McBride is actually a pretty good matchup for either of them. And allowing him to have maybe 15 to 16 minutes uh, subbing in for Brunson, I think would give us an edge there defensively on containing Donovan since we've been throwing mostly single coverage beyond the three-point line that would collapse in blitzing once he drives in. So I think it could be to our advantage to give McBride a little bit more minutes. None to stand. Definitely possible. I mean, I felt like that's one of the biggest reasons why he flourished when we played um, the Trailblazers. Because the Trailblazers is a similar situation where both guards are kind of like six feet. So mm-hmm. when we have a situation like that, McBride mm-hmm. can really flourish and play defense yeah. and pressure those guys. So I, I can definitely see that. He works in this series, in my opinion. For sure, for sure, for yeah. sure. But, uh, yeah, salute to the chat. We have no caller up. Shout out to Ken, editor of the KOT show. Ken. What? Yeah. Yeah, man, what's going on? <laughs> Ken, you still on? Freaking great, on, great freaking win. My guy. I'm telling you, I was so excited. You know, this season, ever since we got Josh Hart, the season just took it to another level. And this team went exactly like I thought it needed to go for us to win. Um, like I said, everyone thinks the Cavs have more top-end talent, and, and they, they might, but I knew going into this series, Bobley is he's still a city puppy. He's not ready yet for the playoffs. And you saw Garland. He didn't do anything in the second half. Yeah, Garland was, was on him, and, and he didn't do anything. So, um, And you saw that the difference of having Mitch there, right? That's, that's what kept us in the game is the, the, the second chance points and opportunities. Mm-hmm. And you can see that he's a cut above freaking Allen, who, who's an awesome. So that's definitely one of our, our advantages we have. And another thing I just wanted to point out really quick, because I know we were talking earlier about Donovan Mitchell trade this summer and all the um, uh, compensation that Danny Age is asking for. But I think you saw today at the end of the game, right? Why he's a star, but he is not a superstar. Because let me tell you, you've seen Jordan, you've seen Kobe, you've seen LeBron, all the great. What do they do at the end of the game? They lock down the best player in the other team. And who the hell was guarding Brunson? Freaking Seti Osmond. That was insane to me. When I was seeing that, I was like, really? You're going to put Seti Osmond on Brunson? It was like an insult. So that to me tells you all you need to know. Donovan Mitchell is a great player. He put up a lot of points. But at the end of the game, they needed a stop, and they couldn't get a stop. Yeah. Mm. And honestly, this was the game for them to win. At the, when you saw the nation breaking down at the end of the game, making turnovers, I thought, oh, man, they might actually steal this game. But now, like you guys are talking about, I'm not sure they're, you know, they're going to bounce back. To me, you can't do anything – to prepare for what the Knicks are doing. They're out muscling you. They're out stopping you. Too much death. It's, good, and, good and it's not the team. So much. it's not something they're going to figure out. Either either you have it or you don't. And they don't have it. They don't so, have it. <laughs> exactly. They don't have it. And, and like I said, all the all the folks who, who are all up on Donovan Mitchell, I go, listen, he's not he's not what the Knicks need. I mean, he's great, don't get me wrong, but he's not for what Utah was asking for, and you just saw right there. 
at the end of the game. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yo, thanks. Thanks for calling in, Ken. <laughs> all right, fellas. Thank you, man. You're all doing a great job, man. Great win. Win. I can't wait for game two. Absolutely. Right. We love you, Ken. Sir, same here. Peace. Shout out to my guy, Ken. I want to say something real quick about Ken. I, as a writer, you know, writing's how I make my living. And I'm like so, so worn down after writing articles during the week. I don't read much. I read every single thing him and Mikey does for the KOT blog. They do a hell of a job covering the Knicks. Shout out to those guys. In, week out. I want to give a major shout out to Ken for holding down the fort, being an editor. I've been an editor before. It's not an easy job editing other people's work and try and make them better and write a solid article. And he does that. Him and Mikey are a great one-two punch. And I want to give both of them a lot of props. We did holding down the fort this entire season and past season before. Great Absolutely. job, JLS, for hiring those two. Yeah, shout out to, to those guys, man. Salute to, to the KOT team all together. Yep. Oh man, I had some bro picks, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, go. Let's go. I had some bro picks, man. I had some bro picks. First bro pick for me, Cavs fans. All right. I'm sorry, but Cavs fans have been under the impression that Darius Garland and Jalen Brunson. Are on the same level, bruh. <laughs> Hell no. He, today kind of showed you what it is. A coral was supposedly the Brunson stopper. I don't know if you guys are aware. <laughs> you know, first game of the season, no coral guarded Brunson and shot. You know, he shot two as well. It's supposed to be Brunson stopper, but. Darius Garland, great player. I actually got a lot of flack years ago because I was considering actually drafting Darius Garland over RJ Barrett. And I taught, I taught a lot of flack. A lot. That takes not look so crazy right now. Not done RJ, but it just doesn't look crazy right now. All right. <laughs> but at the end of the day, Brunson is about three or four tiers over Garland. I'm sorry. Gar- Garland does not have the it factor. He does not have that that clutch ISO game time. Give me the ball thing with him that Brunson has. The ISO stats show it all. The clutch stats show it all. Brunson and Garland are not on the same level. That's just it is what it is. I'm sorry. So first, bro. Bro. Second, bro. Shout out to Channing Fry. Ex Nick. Felt like we didn't use him properly when he was here, right? Uh, love the guy. I actually had a picture of him while I was in college. It was it's embarrassing because Channing Fry <laughs> is seven feet tall, and I'm like five seven. So. I felt like it was disrespectful for him to even stand next to me taking that picture. You should have kneeled. Like, <laughs> like I was just had his torso. It was weird. But I was watching Road Tripping, which is a podcast with RJ, not RJ Barrett, Richard Jefferson. Yeah. And Channing Fry. And they're both giving their their takes on who was going to win this series. Now, Chetnik Fry being Nick and 
Richard Jefferson being the notorious Nick hater, you would think Channing Frye would pick the Knicks and Richard Jefferson would pick the Cavs. But no, that's not what happened. Richard Jefferson, after all the hating as he's, that he's done, was like, yeah, I picked the Knicks. <laughs> I like their depth. I think Josh Hart is a big, is a, is a, is a big signing. And Channing Frye, the ex-Nick, didn't see it. Bruh. I want you on the show, Channing. I really do. <laughs> but man, come on, sir. You got to know better than that. You got to know better. That's my bro. Pick. I don't know if you guys have any. <clears throat> well... I don't necessarily have a bro pick per se, but I do have a stat that I want to point out, which is also in the Knicks' favor. So <clears throat> when you look at the minutes distribu- distribution, right? Donovan Mitchell, 44 minutes. Darius Garland, 43 minutes. Jared Allen, 43 minutes. You know who played the most minutes on the Knicks in this game? <clears throat> who? Julius Randle. 34 minutes. Woo. Are the Cavaliers going to be able to keep this up? Playing, playing, their three, playing their three main guys 40 plus minutes while the Knicks rotate guys in and out fresh? Nope. I don't think so. Don't that's, think but, that's so. A, that, but that's a glaring stat right there. That's a very glaring stat. Great stat. Great stat. Stat in the facts. Man. I, got, I got two broad pits. The first one is for J.B. Bickerstaff, who looks like he's, you know, a fine man. I think he's done a good job in Cleveland. He's done a good job integrating uh, Donovan Mitchell into their offense. He's done a really good job hiding him on defense and maintain number one defense in the NBA for the Cleveland Cavaliers. But he is being outcoached right now. I think he doesn't really know what he's doing. His offense is falling apart. And eventually their their offense just devolve into Donovan Mitchell isolation sets yeah. uh, for the entire uh, fourth quarter, and it was up to Donovan to find guys under the basket because Jared Allen was just standing there. There was no movement. So he would drive, collapse, kick out, Garland, and uh, Allen would put up for two. There was no play calling. There was very little movement happening on the perimeter. Uh, I, I think J.B. Bickerstaff has just hit a wall, and he's being outcoached by Tom Thibodeau. Did not think at the start of the season I would be saying that in the playoffs, but it's happening, and I don't think he's going to be capable of adjusting because the man's never coached a playoff series in his life. This is going to be a learning curve. I think eventually, you know, he'll be a great playoff coach one day, but it's not going to be this year. Uh, my second broad pick, me and Ryan were talking about this before the show started. And this is not an indictment of all Cleveland Cavalier fans. This is an indictment of a few. And some Knit fans found these posts and were circling them on Twitter. And I don't have anything against the people of Ohio. Ohio is a blue-collar town. My dad, who you just met, raised me to have a deep respect for blue-collar workers. My dad's a blue-collar worker. I grew up a blue-collar worker. Uh, it's 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 in my blood and my family's blood. And Cleveland itself has had really big issues with fentanyl, um, with the, the economic crisis, manufacturing layoffs. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, black infants have one of the highest mortality rates in certain counties uh, of the state. But these Cleveland Cavalier fans that are connecting 9-11 jokes to the Knicks when the store was 9-11 to and wishing literal injury on Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle, mm. Those guys need the same thing that I needed when I was 18 or 19, and I was cracking jokes like that uh, inappropriately to, to serious disasters, which is in your ass kicked. I had to punch in the face. I had to hit in the stomach. 
I had to trample on and kick and beat up for saying shit that I shouldn't have tried to be slick. Those fans, I hope you catch hands when you're going home by someone in the orange and blue because you, sir, certainly deserve it. Facts. Hold up. Bruh. Yeesh. They probably, they got to be like 12. I don't know. I don't care how old they are. Catch hands. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you, Lee. I hear you. 35 years old and still living in their mama's basement. <laughs> Cracking jokes about 9-11 for a basketball game. Nah, man. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I, said, I, I hear you. I hear you. All right. All right. Good show. Good show overall, guys. Good show. I feel like I talked about everything we need to talk about. Hopefully, we, we see more grimes, more shooting. We see IQ play a better game. You shoot. We see. Because we didn't really hit threes this game. We didn't really hit threes. We didn't hit open threes. Um, we turned over the ball a little bit too much. But hopefully we adjust next game. And, you know, we we start to hit other shots outside of Brunson. Because when you look at the box score, everybody's in single digits outside of three people. Seven yep. points from Barrett. Six points from Mitch. Five points from Grimes. Three points from Quickly. Nine points from Top. You know, Top probably could have had more points for Clayton Boy. Eight points from Hardenstein. So, you know, there's still a tier for us to go up. Um, uh, and I hope we find it. Cause I listen, to be to be to, to be even better, because I don't expect I expect some of those guys to be more comfortable too on the Cavs. After that first game, you know, get the first game jitters out the way. I feel like those guys would be a little bit more comfortable too. So um, but I expect us to be to do the same. All right. I'm I'm just glad that we matched up with a young team out the gate because these are the things we talk about when facing young teams who have never been in the playoffs before. They react kind of differently than those vets. When you watch the the Celtics game today and they came out and just punched people in the mouth because it's like we've been here before. We know the playoffs are. They ain't scared. It, yep. So it's like they're used to that. Uh, so I'm glad we faced another young team in the first round to kind of get these jitters out and. Move on to the next game. All right. All right. That is, that is <laughs> Shout out to Alexander with the, the 420 super chat. Consistently <laughs> with the 420 super chat. All right. Just IQ going to have a 30 piece in the garden and y'all watch. Oh, yeah. IQ does love the garden. You definitely know that, man. <laughs> definitely know that. All right. That is our show. Lee, let him know they can find you. All my internet's beefs are on pause right now for the playoffs. I will be calling no Nick fan a bum uh, for the next <laughs> month and a half while we make our run to the finals. Not even Tom Thibodeau can catch any smoke. Uh, smoke free right now. It's except for you Cavs fans made 9-11 jokes. I'm coming for your ass tonight in my mentions. I'm all over y'all. Uh, catch me on Twitter at underscore Leas Thibodeau. Me and my pops about to hit the bar and celebrate in, in our Podun town right now with the Hillbillies and Rednecks. Let's go. I agree. I agree. <laughs> no, unified. Unified Knicks front. We criticize. No trade. No no trading. No. None of, we just Knicks talk. <laughs> yep. What happened in the game? All right. Facts. Ryan G, let him know if you find you. Facts. I mean, I know Lee is on the peace chart right now with Knicks fans, you know, not calling anybody any bums or anything of that nature. But no, I'm going, I'm going to call some Knicks fans some bums for going after RJ. 
after just game one. So, you know what? I'm going to call those Knicks fans some bums to go after RJ. But, yes, you can find me on Instagram at Sir G is Chilling. Sir G is Chilling. That's S-I-R-G-I-C-H-I-L-L-I. You can also find me at Sir G's Corner. You can also find me on Twitter at Ryan G K-O-T. And you Knicks fans that's getting after RJ after just game one, shut your mouth. You are bums, all right? <laughs> The vibes are immaculate, okay? We Bruh. want this RJ playing not that great, okay? RJ's going to turn around, all right? I believe in the Bodman. He's going to turn around. Yeah, the Bodman's going to come back. JL, it's Gamer Channel said this was the best episode of the season. Let's go. Let's go, Gamer. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Huge KOT support of Gamer Channels. Super Chats, boy, hats. Shout out to Gamer Channel, man. Good dude, good dude. All right. Ah, oh, man. All right. You already know you can find me. You can find us at uh, the KOT show on Twitter, the Nick and Tom show on Instagram, and also Nick and Tom show on Facebook as well. Listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, everywhere you can listen to podcasts. You can find KOT. Snapbacks. Get that at the Nick and Tom show.com. All you got to do is go to Nick and Tom show.com, hit catalog, boom, Snapback is there. Also, links are in chat to Fritz, who always puts links in the little chat area. All right. And also yep. shout out to FUBU TV. Want to watch the Knicks for free for seven days. Might as well do it during the playoffs, right? Go to FUBUTV.com slash KOT. That's FUBUTV.com slash KOT. And you can also buy it after the seven days are up. And if you do purchase it, you get a chunk. You get to enjoy Google TV and other cable channels, and you can cut it whenever you want to. There's there's, there's no contract. So shout out to Fubu TV for rocking with us and combine and working with the KLT ship. Who that is our show. Good one, guys. Good one, callers. All right. Now, as always, you know the deal. Shout out the World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. Mess out here in these Knicks YouTube streets. That's our show. We out this mug. Peace.